0: Welcome to the Mary Gostelow Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetEx can take you there in utmost safety, comfort, and style at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetEx.
1: Let's think South Pacific. We can hear the waves. We can hear people smiling. We can see them smiling. We can feel it all. And we look at the great products there. Perhaps we think first of the Brando. And it is called the Brando because it was owned by Marlon Brando. And his great friend, Richard Bailey, is now in charge of the Brando Resort and several other resorts in the South Pacific. I'm thrilled because I'll be back in the area in October this year I am going on a Windstar celebration cruise around the islands and you'll be hearing from me then but right now you're going to be hearing me chatting with Richard Bailey owner of the Brando and several other resorts in the South Pacific Okay, Uh, Richard who are you? What do you do? Uh,
2: well, I'm. Uh, my name is Richard Bailey. I am the president of uh, a resort group in French Polynesia called Pacific Beachcomber. Uh, we build, uh, own, and manage resorts in French Polynesia. We have eight resort properties, um, uh, perhaps... Uh, Notably, uh, the Brando on Te Tiaroa Atoll, Marlon Brando's private island.
1: How did you come into contact with Marlon Brando, Richard?
2: Uh, Marlon called me out of the blue in 1999, inquiring uh, about uh, how I could help him with his island. Uh, He had heard of an American married to a local girl uh, in the hotel business and I think he thought that sounded something like him and um, which of course we're not alike at all <laughs> but there began a, a friendship and a, um, uh, a conversation over many years about what could be the future of his island.
1: And you have made that island now into a world-class brand. Now, I've got to admit, Richard, I have not yet been there. I I gave up counting countries a long time ago. I've been to other parts of French, French Polynesia, but not to your island. How does one get there for a start?
2: Uh, well, on uh, international arrivals, of course, to French Polynesia are at the Pape uh, FAA International Airport. Uh, from there, we have a, a, uh, a commuter-type uh, a twin uh, turboprop airplane uh, that departs from our private lounge uh, two or three times a day. It's a 15-minute flight. So a very short flight, um, and one arrives. Uh, as soon as you take off, you can see the atoll. It's only 35 miles from Tahiti, um, and so it's a very, very short flight, and we, you land on a private, a private airstrip, and um, you're very quickly ensconced in your in your villa
1: and tell me about the island how big is it how many villas are there and what am i going to do if i'm a guest if i'm a customer consumer answer those questions richard
2: yes well the atoll is being an atoll means that it doesn't have any volcanic topography in the center of the lagoon it's all had been subsided. Uh, So you have just a dozen islets or motus, we call them in Tahitian surrounding uh, an interior lagoon. Um, Our built environment is on one only of the 12 motus. Uh, The rest of the atoll is a completely uh, well-preserved sanctuary That is your playground, basically. The atoll is five miles across, uh, so rather small. And the the Brando Resort itself is on the motu, a motu that measures about 150 acres, so rather small. Also, you can easily walk around the motu on the beach and. In an hour or so, um, we have thirty-five villas. Uh, so um, you're you're going to you're going to be in a villa that is back from the beach. Uh, you can uh, enjoy uh, the lagoon. Uh, we have lagoon tours. We have whales. We have uh, seven species of bird that tropical birds that are pretty much only found on this atoll in, in French Polynesia. Uh, we have, a so it's a very, the island is, has a very storied past. Um, going back to the Tahitian kings, it was the re- exclusive retreat of Tahitian kings for many centuries. Um, so it has a, a very deep uh, and precious uh, spot in the, in the hearts and the psyche of the Tahitian people.
1: But uh, uh, Richard, uh, if I can interrupt a moment, this is fine for the consumers, for the customers. must be a great challenge to get people to work. On this, uh, at yeah. this beautiful well, resort, aren't they? Because I mean, hospitality people are gregarious, just like you and all our mutual friends. We're friendly people. We love people. Here, you're putting them on an island. How do you? How do you encourage people to come and work for you? And once they're working for you. How do you stop them, frankly, um, getting bored stiff out of their enormous minds?
2: Well, it's a very good question. Uh, very early on in my discussions with Marlon, um, he, he, he said, it's going to be great, we're going to build a beautiful resort. And I said, Marlon, if you think we're building a resort, we're going to fail. We're building a community. And from the outset, we have thought in terms of Community. Obviously, there are limits to how far we can go in the complexity of a community. Uh, but we have we do have a village. We do have a community of people with shared values. Uh, and we try as much as possible to make uh, the lives of the people on the island as, as rich as possible. Um, they also. They also do, we have rotations, so our our staff work for a month and then they have a week off uh, to go to Tahiti or Bora Bora, Raiatea, wherever their families may be from. Uh, So... Uh, to en- enjoy some uh, some extended leisure.
1: That sounds um, fabulous. And also, I've been having a lot of talks over the last couple of days on pleasure. In other words, travelers, now we're back to the travelers. Travelers are combining work and leisure Is it possible when I come to stay with you as a consumer rather than as a worker, um, can I conduct my business back in Los Angeles or back in London all right? What I'm basically asking is you have good connectivity, you have everything that people want, right?
2: Yeah, our idea um, as, you, as you may know, we've pushed the idea of sustainability very far at the Brando, but our idea of sustainability is that it is not and should not be exclusive of luxury. You get everything that you want and need as a visitor, even beyond your expectations, but at the same time, uh, you uh, are... We, we neutralize any negative impacts that you might have on the environment uh, using technology and science and, and uh, sustainable practices. Um, but our idea is of, of the term eco-resort, which is actually not a term that I like very much, but our idea is that you, you should not have to sacrifice anything about your experience uh, when you're at the Brando. And it's our job to find a way to do that in a sustainable and a sustainable fashion. So you absolutely you have full connectivity um, uh, during during your stay, and you have, if you want, you have you can stream your favorite TV shows. Uh, um, and and absolutely, we have. We have all of the amenities of, uh, of a luxury resort.
1: Now, I can't wait, and I'm sure you can't wait. You're off-island at the moment. When you get back to Brando, what will be your first meal? What's your comfort food when you're at the Brando, Richard?
2: Uh, actually, believe it or not, one of my favorite uh uh, lunch lunchtime dishes is we have the most amazing hot dog.
1: <laughs> Richard, this is hilarious. Um, an American eating a hot dog um, in French Polynesia. Where are you from in the states, Richard?
2: I'm from Louisiana originally.
1: Oh, are you? But- you know what? I'm a colonel of Louisiana, which means that I can summon up an army if I want in Louisiana. I've got a big proclamation. And... The name of that great chef I used to visit a lot in Louisiana, John Foulkes, was it? I love Louisiana, but I've never had a hot dog there. Richard, how did you become a hotelier rather than a Louisiana businessman?
2: Uh, well, long time ago, I visited Tahiti and uh, met a girl. And... Um, well, I met a girl.
1: But that That's... doesn't answer why you became a hotelier. Because you, you um, uh, in Tahiti, no. you could have gone into import, export, translation, French to American. Why did you become a hotelier? How did the girl what? inspire the hotel business?
2: Uh, you've pretty much... Name the three things that one can do on a small island in the Pacific. <laughs> uh, tourism is 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 the main industry in many insular economies of the of the South Pacific. Um, my background is in finance, um, and uh, arriving in Tahiti, uh, the the tourism. Industry uh, is, was the only business that seemed to have any scale, and so I naturally, I naturally fell into that. But I, um, I mean, if you can find something you enjoy doing that you have passion for, uh, someone that you want to live with on a place that uh, you love, then you've got the trifecta of happiness and um, having having met a girl and. Falling in love with the place where she lived, uh, the only thing I needed was something that I enjoyed doing and I really, really enjoy uh, the the hospitality business. I aren't think there are- we,
1: Aren't we both lucky? We have a lifestyle that so many people envy it's hard work but the hard work is worth it why don't we have brandos around the world because it's such an amazing brand
2: well that's uh that's a very good question i that's such not exactly on my list of ambitions right now i'm just trying to do a few things well but um, i believe that we have a model or a paradigm of tourism where the guests, um, whether this is a concern of theirs or not, contribute to the preservation of the environment and the place that they're visiting um, and and that preservation in and of itself begets uh, an enriching of, uh, tourism experience for the future of uh, visitors to the to the place so, it's a it's a virtuous cycle, and um, I think that if more if more uh, hospitality properties so uh, behave this way, that uh, the industry would be would be the better for it.
1: It certainly would. I'd like but I'd like to persevere with this brand. O, take off the O at the end, and you have the ultimate brand, and you could make brand. Oh into such a universal umbrella for the circulation of the hospitality economy which is what I am getting you're saying perhaps we should talk a little bit about your other seven properties what are they Richard
2: well we have properties under under uh, a the, under a mid-market brand named Mai Tai.
1: That's spelled On, uh, M-I-T-I?
2: M-A-I-T-A-I, like the drink,
1: okay, which means, yes.
2: means very good. <laughs> I love I it,
1: I love it, I love it. <laughs> oh, and yes, are, are you doing any more? Is, you see, you have the Mai Tai brand and...
2: And we also have properties under the Intercontinental brand.
1: You're hedging your bets, sir, aren't you? You've got the one-off Brando. You've got a mega global company, and you've got a company that is so suitable for French Polynesia. Richard, I can't wait to come to the brand. Well, thank you, Richard. You have really whetted my appetite, my excitement for coming back to the area and I will be seeing you very soon. And I'll be talking to you all again very soon when I'm going to be chatting to Daniel Hochtetler, who's the big boss of Boca Raton in Florida. And it's an interesting story, because he was a boutique operator. He ran little tiny hotels, and suddenly he was asked, and he said no several times, but finally he succumbed and took the challenge of running the massive complex that is Boca Raton. How did he make it work? Listen to me chatting to Daniel hosch next episode.
0: You've been listening to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the Sharecare Health Security Verification Solution and brought to you by JetX. Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.